Good afternoon. We're here with Philip and LaCoya. They are a couple out of Fredericksburg. Philip is my son, and LaCoya is his soon to be wife. They have one child, Alan, and uh, they met, I think, about uh, four years ago, about five or four years or so ago. They lived in Colorado for a little bit of time, and they came back, and now they're here. Uh, Philip currently works with Amazon, and LaCoya uh, graduated uh, dental technician school, and she's a dental technician. And we're just going to kind of have a conversation with them today with regards to how they see what's going on in America and, and how life is uh, for them. So we'll start with LaCoya first. What, what do you think about being in America? Great, but as in today's world, it's it, it's a little hard living in this world right now. Okay, okay. What do you think makes it hard living in this world right now? A little bit of everything. You got race, politics, and just just this how it is. This is how it is. Okay. And what about you, Philip? What do you think makes it hard uh, living in America now? I think there's a lot of people that dishonor and attack with each other. I also think that people, I don't think a lot of people show love enough compassion towards each other. And I also think that the people that make the laws and the rules, they don't really understand what the average Joe American goes to. Mm. Like there's no reason rent should be as high as it is for a lot of people. And yeah, there shouldn't be a reason why rent is so high. No, oh, okay. So let's go back to what you just said though about the the politicians. How many times have you voted? I what well, I'm only twenty five, so I can legally vote what now I'm twenty five, so I think that's seven years, don't correct me in my math. But the one that says maybe seven years now, so I've only been able to vote twice. And I voted the first time. My first time I voted for Obama. Last year or when Mr. Trump was elected. Um, I don't think I could vote that time because I think my address was messed up at the time. We moved back and we were doing so much moving and the people at the office said I couldn't vote. So I've only been able to legally vote twice. But one time I did, the last time I couldn't. So how important, how do you feel or how important do you feel voting is then for your right as an American? It's important. I was really upset that I couldn't vote because of the political comment that we're in now. But if I could go back, I would fix that most definitely. And I didn't think uh, that's just something else. Like, if you have your ID on, you should just be allowed to vote. I mean, granted, the address might match up or however you want to put it. But I do believe that if you show up and you have your ID and you're registered to vote, just because it doesn't match, it shouldn't turn you away. Okay. And how many times have you voted, LaCoy? Um... I voted since I am 27. I did at least vote what, like four or five times. Okay. Okay. So, uh, with what you see now and your understanding about the savings, Social Security, uh, you know, managing a family is like managing a business. If you have 
you know, money coming in, but you also have bills and those types of things going out. How do you see that this is this current administration either supports you or helps you with regards to, you know, being young adults in America? You wanna go first or you want me to go? Good. Well, me personally, no administration in my eyes has really helped anybody out. If it was my way, it would only be a dollar. But I know I know we can't live like that. But I think a lot of times politicians they have all these grand ideas, but they never really understand and they never really understand the value of rent. And I've said it and I said it again, I think a lot of laws should just be federalized to make it easy. You know, like certain certain places shouldn't be able to charge buku money just because you live next to a mall, just because you live next to DC or just because you live next to a city. I mean, you are paying for a location, but you shouldn't have price gouged. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big thing. I think administrations don't realize that. You know, I think they just, they end it for themselves. Hey, politicians have a lot of money, man. Yeah. Politicians. So why why should they? Why should they uh, realize? I mean, yeah, that's once the, that's, they once they get in office and they, you know, m- most congressmen and senators uh, are are millionaires. Yeah, that's that's my point. They're not in tune with. They don't. To them, they're always be able to stroke a check and be able to cover their bills. So are you saying they don't understand the common man? Yeah, they don't understand the common man. They just don't order common girl for all that matter. I don't think that has anything to do with. Yes, racism does play a role, but I think that's more of just a general thing because, like, unemployment now, there's a whole bunch of people in lines. I think it was in Oklahoma or somewhere like that where they had a line full of, and you know, they just ended those unemployment benefits now, and there's been a fight about that, and it's just, it shouldn't be. You know, nobody asked to not be out of work. Right, you know? right. So, 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 oh, you telling me, so you, you asked for COVID-19 to be here. Is that what you're saying? Nah, nah. Nobody answered that. Nobody, no. you know. And luckily, we've been blessed because of the job that I have. Um, I've been at work basically every day, you know. And because she was out of work for, what, two months, three months, something like three, that. Two and that was kind of a, a struggle. And, 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 you know, I feel for the people that haven't been back to work or can't go back to work. And that's what I mean. I think that people, it's easy for somebody that can sit back and they look at their bank account and they have a whole, and I know what people are going to say, well, we need to do better, but sometimes if the job only pays a certain amount, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to work with what you have. It's called a living wage. Yeah, living wage. And a I living wage. But but I, here's the thing now about a living wage. The unemployment benefits, it's, it's kind of reversed when you think about it, right? They're fighting, you're fighting for unemployment benefits, but the unemployment benefits don't even match a living wage but then the people are saying well hey y'all go back to work but check this out because unemployment is stronger than some people's jobs yeah it's an odd dichotomy or an odd situation there because um you 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 literally are kind of making more money by staying at home but 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 that's not that's not your fault you understand it's kind of it's kind of the poor planning because the people who have all of the money and power and and power just want you to make not even a living wage, but they still want you to come in and go to work. And I think to touch on that more, like the company I work for, I'm not gonna put any names up there because I don't get in trouble, but the, everybody knows who he is. We've all said it. Well, a lot of people, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of people have said that we can make more money. And also, like, that's what people get mad at. A lot of people, they have all this money, they don't, you don't ever see them, they don't ever come around. They just, you know, they have all the money. Like I said, they can stroke checks and be okay. 
and, you know, just be fine. But while we're out here slinging packages, you know what I'm saying? It's just not. Right. I'm happy that I'm working. By no means am I saying I'm. I know people say be happy, be thankful. And I am. Because like I said, I haven't. I haven't missed a beat. <laughs> okay. And that's the bad part. I haven't missed a beat. Okay. So now LaCoya. Uh, how long. What do you like about uh, being in a relationship and, and knowing somebody else is there for you? It's actually a good feeling. Like since I've been out of work for two and a half months, I had somebody to fall back on. Like I didn't have to. I mean, yes, I still we still had to worry, but it wasn't like a a big worry. It's like you know, there's no incoming. We still had one income for the time being. Right. So I mean, it felt good to have that person in your corner to back you up with it. Right. Okay. And what what about your parents and his parents? Do they help y'all out, or or do you feel like? Uh, y'all get support from your families or what? Or you feel like y'all just out there just kind of flying blind? No, we get we get help. We get we get tremendous help, and we're 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 thankful for it. Cause if it weren't for them, we will probably be out there flying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we get we get tremendous support, especially through this whole crisis right now. Right. So how did you and Philip meet? <laughs> In Virginia Beach at a club. <laughs> and Virginia Beach at a club. Okay. Yes. What was his what was his what was his pickup line to you? What did he say to you? He didn't really say anything. He just kept pulling up my shirt tail. <laughs> he kept pulling it. It was it was his rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what 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 sparked the attraction between the two of you? I guess it was consistency. You just didn't give up. <laughs> He's persistent. And there was a, uh, I don't know what she had on that day, but she just smelled good. I was like, I just didn't want that to get away. I was like, she just smelled good, and I just didn't want that to get away. You just didn't want that to get away? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it? Yeah, she just smelled good. <laughs> Y'all out in the woods somewhere, man? Y'all like animals? <laughs> so, um, what are some of the ups and downs of being a couple? Two separate minds. Most trying to become one. Most definitely. Two separate minds. And then and you know, and it's a blessing and a curse, but just the nature of the game when you meet someone that grew up in totally different just totally different spectrums of life. And that's not a bad thing, but you know, she grew up in kinda of in the woods in the country and hunting and all that and just outdoorsy people and I grew up with two parents in the military. Totally different mm. dynamic just off the you know, just off the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like just that's not a good or bad. It's just that's what makes so. It so, what was good or bad then about you having parents in the military, Philip? For, for what? Probably say up until maybe like I don't know, maybe like five, six, something like that. Like we didn't have to worry about a paycheck. Like you and mom always had a paycheck coming in, and uh, even now you guys still no matter no matter what you can stop working now you'll still get a check coming in. So. That's good to know. It might not be it might not be a million bucks, but at least you still got something coming in. And then the bad part is, I think that sometimes no, no. Well, you're talking about my experience, um, but I'm saying your experience oh, my, with, oh, yeah. with, with, oh. with you growing up as a military per se, as a military brat. It was good just being able to go to the base and all that, and just to see different dynamics and just to see how they operate and to get to see the ships and all that and just get to travel. You know. Uh, we I don't know how many times we've been to Andrews or Bo, uh, 
the one in DC. Um, bowling Air Force yeah, Base. Yeah, Bowling Air Force Base. And we got to just chill over there and sleep over there. And they got some nice rooms over there as well, too. But with that being said, when you put all that with somebody that grew up, like I said, in the woods or something like that, or just growing up in the woods. What was so bad about growing up in the woods? Nothing. I'm just saying, it's a different, <laughs> it's just different mindset. That's all I'm saying. It's just a different. They do things different than how we grew up. I mean, mm. That's neither good or bad. That's just the way it is. So, okay. But when you put that together, that's what makes it hard. Okay. So what happened out in Colorado? Because you guys started life. You got together. You said, hey, we get, you had a job out in Colorado, but you came back here. What what made it? What, why did y'all want to leave Colorado? There's a lot of different factors. I'm not going to get into all those, but one big factor was just... Um, one big factor was just homesickness I think I think me and her just took a big leap and at that time me and her only knew each other for what maybe three months because I was living in Philly um you know she came up there to meet me and a lot of people don't know this but she was there you know yeah she was there when I got both phone calls because the one time I got a phone call they said hey do you want to go to Alaska and I remember I called I asked her I asked her the same question I said I'm going to Alaska she looked at me said no you're not and I remember I called my parents, and they said the same thing. You're not going to Alaska. And then I got the other phone call. Well, why did well, well, why did the, why did these people tell you no? Why do you think these people tell you no in hindsight? Uh, I think Alaska is just. I think Alaska has got to be a different type of person to live out there. I guess, and I guess everybody kind of figured that wasn't me, or not at that moment in time that wasn't me. And also, too, Alaska is literally on the other side of the world, literally. So I think that people just. It was just like, no, they just, you know, because nobody, first of all, not many people you know live in Alaska, and it's just a different environment, and I know the money was good, but I just, I was ready to go, but everybody else was like, no. But long story short, I got the phone call to go to Colorado, and uh, she was like, yeah, I'll go. (laughs) And we went. Okay, okay, so LaCoya, why did did you feel as though Alaska wasn't the place for y'all, or for him? Because at that time, were y'all formerly a couple, or... Why did you feel, or did you feel like Alaska was going to just kind of end it all right there for you guys if you moved to Alaska? Yeah, it was going to kind of end it off for both of us. And then he just didn't seem like he would be out there in the snow with the little jet, those little snow skis or the, right. little, or the ones with the little dogs on it to try to get around. He just didn't seem yeah. inclined for that. Right. So as he, he as he's mentioned, since you grew up in the woods... Uh, <laughs> he makes it seem like y'all were just out in a shed or someplace, uh, but that's not the case. You you grew up in a house that had running water and everything else, right? Yes. Your father is an outdoorsman and he likes to do things out in the in the in the woods. In yeah. the woods, right, right. But I wanted to clarify that because he made it sound like y'all just you know coming up out of a cave. And just hillbillies. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, and I think everybody, I think we all know what I meant. They just, they don't, they lived out in the country. They had more outdoors, more countryside, yeah, more, more countryside. exposure for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, so Lacoya, between uh, Philip described some of his life growing up in the, uh, under military parents. What do you think has benefited you? Or what do you feel like your parents have told you that's benefited you growing, you know, listening to them and, and growing up with them? Um, they taught me a lot. They taught me basically being out in the country, you know, how to make stuff work when you don't have it. Like how to save your money, how to 
stretch a buck because being out in, in the countryside, their stores are coming a bit farther away. Right. Maybe like a good 10 to 15 minutes. So, you know, we didn't have the time or the, if you didn't have a car. Right. You had to make it work. So okay. you either put it together somehow or you had to stretch your buck to get it. Okay. So what is it like now that your son or your child is, uh, Alan is three years old, right? Yes. So November 15th, birthday, right? Yes. Uh, how do you feel now about being a parent now? After you, you know, because I remember when we first met y'all, y'all were always going to get your, your nieces, mm-hmm. spending time with them. So now how does it feel that you have one that has just that has your name tag on it. <laughs> it's a it's a blessing, but it can be rough at the same time. <laughs> that's one that's one tag you can't get rid of. Right, right. It's a lifetime tag, right, right. Yes. So wait a minute, hold on. So uh, when Alan was born, remember they said uh, what did they say? What did they tell you? What did they tell you about his lungs? That it well, to be honest, I was in and out. Right. Because it was a rough labor, but they said he had, I think he said he had a fluid on his lungs. Right. A little bit. So his... Well, his lungs will be weak. It'll be weak. Yeah. yeah. But did they, did, how did that turn out? <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. Completely wrong, right? <laughs> yes. Huh. From, from day one, I think it was, started off as being, you know, low, and then it just went to just high. Right. <laughs> there was no, there was no middle ground. There was no, no in between, huh? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has been the best thing about seeing a baby go from being a newborn to, to you know, as you go through the different ages and stages? What's been the best thing about that that you got? Everything's been the best to watch it, to literally watch your child grow from something that's so small. And to, to where he is now, to see what he's picking up and learning, and just how he maneuvers around this world. Right. Okay. What about you, Phil? How does it feel to be a father, and and how does that make you think about your own relationship with your dad? Well, the first thing is first. I became a father at 21, so that puts in a lot of. That's a lot to be a father at 21. And I know I know the people out there that had babies at 17, 16, but honestly, I mean, there's no perfect time to really have a baby. But the fact, when you have a younger, you are in a lot of different challenges. But with that being said, I think, uh, I think it makes you realize a lot. And I'll, well, to answer your first question, with him, I think it's just cool to see the habits that he picks up from you. Like the stuff I do that he does now. I think that's cool. I mean, it's good and bad. He picks up the good and bad habits, but still to know that somebody's actually paying attention to you and will actually do or listen to what you say, that's still kind of pretty cool to know that you can literally impact this person's life for eons. So what makes that cool, though? So does that make you so does that make you want to be a better father, a better parent, or do you just like kind of... Yeah. So like when you come in the house and you do certain things and you know he sees what you do, and you know, like, if you don't take the trash up or do certain things or, or good and bad, does that make you want to be a better a better parent, a better dad? Of course. I mean, should tell you. I mean, I know I'm, I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but I do believe that I have made a lot of strides in certain areas 
that I've really, I've really made a lot of strides. You feel like it. you've improved. Yeah, and I'm nowhere near where I need to be. I should tell you that. And I, I'm not afraid to tell it about myself. I still have a long way to go. There's still a lot of little nitpicking stuff I do and all that and this, that, and the third. But that's in the head of there. Long story short is I just, I've improved in a lot of aspects that I didn't think I would. So, so okay. So, what, what you're saying that then. So, what do you feel like has been, what have you carried over from what your parents gave you? Or did you feel like you just had to throw everything away that your parents gave you and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm running my family my way? I think that one of the biggest things is, one of the biggest things is just being a family. You know, just like just being a family. I think, I think that's one thing I wish that we would have did more often. And I know because of work situations and service and all that, a different story. But I wish that we would take more trips together. But and so I really try to make that a deal with him. I try to, I try to add that on. I see that with you guys also too. You know, saving money. Like now, I, we have, you know, got him a little piggy bank, and we got him a little plastic baggie. And every time we get some change, we either tell him to go put a dollar in the little baggie, or we tell him to put some change in the piggy bank. That he has a big imprint from there because I think that more people, not even just you guys, I think that's just something that more people should just teach your kids at a younger age. Because as you say, if you teach them to go while they're young, it's a lot harder for them to forget a habit when they're young because they, to them they think it's normal. So it's no, it's easy. It's no factor for them just to grow up and be like, oh, I got money, put some away. Like they don't even think twice about it. But if you don't do that, because they know what they can do with the money. They don't. If you teach them to save it, they just know that okay, I say it. it's just easier for them. So okay. And then I do believe that just working, working. You know, now that we have a, now that we have a decent spot, and now that I have a decent car and all that, and now that I take, I'm really ain't know about taking care of the car now. I mean, yes, I still have my mistakes with the car, but overall, I really try to keep this car running because. Especially with a baby and her and her being pregnant now and all that. Being stuck on the side of the road would mm. not be. What makes you anal about taking care of your car? What I just said, being stuck on the side of the road with her and Alan and and just uh, just keeping a job. Because now that's the only lifeline, you know? And we, we were talking about that yesterday. Me and Marshall, we were like, hey, you know, the car, if you take care of the car, the car will take care of you. Right, you need yeah, you need transportation. Yeah, you need it up here in this area. Yeah, and that's something else. Oh, and it shouldn't and it shouldn't be that much stress. It should be. I wish that they did have better transportation. Where we live at, trying to get from here, it just just not a good luck. Right. Okay. Okay. So you have a set of parents. She has a set of parents. Do you feel like? Y'all getting together is uh, a reflection of how your parents raised you, or do you feel like you guys run your household pretty much on your own terms, or do you think you do you think you've taken some things from what your parents, you know, how how, how your parents showed you certain things, or what, or do you think y'all are just like, hey, these are my rules, this is our house, this is what we're doing. What do you feel like you take? from your parents, what do you feel like you uh, just said, no, we're gonna do it a different way real quick? Uh, I've taken some stuff from my parents. Yeah, I take a lot of stuff from my parents, but I put my own twist on it, because I am my own person. Right. So I try to, you know, use what they put, but put my own little spin onto it. 
And then there is sometimes when we have our own our own rules that we just, you know, we stick to. Right. So this was y'all's first Christmas in your in your own in your own place, right? This second, was well, second. It'll be our second. Yeah. It'll be this is your well, second. This will be our second year. Well, no, if you count Colorado, we had a Christmas in Colorado for ourselves. Okay. So this is our second. Christmas. But this Christmas, I think, probably was a little bit more settled than Colorado. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I kind of got the feeling the Colorado Christmas was probably a little bit more. Yeah, but what we did for Colorado, we did had a tree. And that was it. Yeah, and that was it. Right, right. That was it. Yeah. So, so now that's a good, uh, good example. <coughs> excuse me, about how people can go through different things, right? Because in Colorado, the struggle was real, right? The struggle was <laughs> still real now. <laughs> but the but the struggle was a little bit more real in Colorado, right? Yeah. Well, yes and no, because we didn't have we didn't have a baby. So yeah, but, but even without the baby, yeah, that's still a struggle. Yeah, it was it was still a struggle. Right? But you know what, uh, Colorado, we learned a lot. You know, and just you know, we just did, we just did. It was dope, and I think that, I think that, personally, uh, even though me and her had plenty of disagreements, I think that some of those disagreements, looking back, I'm kind of glad we went through. That looking back, we can laugh about some of those disagreements. We can, and some of them, some of them we still get mad at. Some of them we laugh. Some of them we just like don't talk about it. But either way, that's all part of being like, like you know, this is all part of being in a relationship. Right, right. Uh, so with you saying that you had disagreements in Colorado, so how do you, how do you fight now? I mean, you you always gonna have disagreements, but. What's changed? Because if you're saying that Colorado was a different thing, so do you fight fair now, or do you, or do you, or do you feel like you well, still? And like I said, in Colorado was different because, like I said, we didn't know each other. We just didn't. We really just didn't know each other. Like I said, we literally knew each other for what? Like I said, three or four, three months. Or four months, and we literally drove cross country in a U-Haul for four and a half days, towing the car like. People are gonna get angry. People are gonna get upset. You know what I'm saying? It was just new to everybody, so it was just a different disagreement. And then now we kind of know each other, so now it's more so just like we don't really have big blowouts like we used to anymore. We used to, but now we don't because I think now it's just little stuff. You know, it's just normal couple stuff. You know, you ain't pick up something. You ain't do this. Why you do that? Like, but as far as like having like really big arguments, right? We don't. Uh, we had one this year, but. Okay. I was just one, yeah. So, with you guys being African American, and you saw how everything is with Breonna Taylor, her killers still have not been uh, charged or put in jail or anything like that. Uh, then you had the George Floyd situation. How do you guys feel about your chances or the things that go on in America, being who and what you are? So. I can speak from me. I'm gonna I'm take the, I'm gonna take the leap on this one first. Um, I've been stopped because I've been up here. I've been stopped four times. Four. There was one on going to work on the um, on the on the expressway. Uh, that was back when I was working at the airport. I got pulled over there. Um, there was another time. I got pulled over because when I had that little Honda, the exhaust pipe blew out. I think I called you about that one day. 
But either way, it blew out and it was making a lot of noise. And uh, the cop saw me, he pulled me over, still on me a ticket. Okay, fair enough. The exhaust pipe fell, whatever. And then there was another time me and her were in the car. And I think this is the only time me and her have actually been stopped together. We were driving the dad's truck. And the cop, there was, was a black dude and a white dude. They, they flew up past us and I, and I told Corey, I was like, hey, I think they're gonna pull us over. And they just did, but come to find out it was just because of um, the registration or whatever. And I say all that to say that it is possible, I know a lot of people might think differently, but it is possible to still have decent interactions with police and not, and not okay. have it go south. Now, with that being said, I do see situations where and maybe we just got blessed. And I've even had police over our house. Well, you know, we've had police over our house and all of them have been decent. Now, with all that being said, I still know that you still have to be careful with police on a daily basis. And part of the reason why our, our experiences have, have, have so, you been, have you, have you, have your parents sort of like given you, you know, it's, it's, police it's, known, as the, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's known as the talk, right? Yeah, so and there's certain things like me being a black gun owner, like me and her had this conversation here. Like, I might, I might be wrong, but we've already said like if we ever get pulled over, like if I come from the shooting range or something like that, or come from hunting, she said don't tell the police you have a gun in the car unless they ask for it or unless they say something. But she was like, that's how people get themselves in trouble because they get so nervous and worked up that they sometimes will say, hey, I have this in the car, I have that in the car. And sometimes the cop is just pulling you over to say, hey, your registration's out and let you go. So, and then on the flip side of that though, you do have a lot of cops that will just pull you over. And they look at you just as people say for being black, and it's just a whole nother, a whole nother thing. So it goes both ways. Cause I've had my runners with the law. Like I don't know if you ever know the story, but back when I was in the beach, me, Brandon, and Johnny, we were all walking, and I guess it was a robbery. There was a you know what TCC was at? It was cut through TCC, and there was a robbery. And um, we were all sitting there, and the cop pulled up. She was like, "Hey, where are you guys going?" And Brandon had a book bag on, and Luckily, this is when his dad was still around, but he uh, he had a BB gun. But his dad, before we left the house, his dad was like, oh, don't take that BB gun out there. And to this day, you know, his father passed last year. But to this day, I still thank him because Brandon would have kept that BB gun in his book bag. I think that situation just would have went totally a different way. Like legit, because the lady searched us. We had to sit there. We were sitting on the sidewalk. They had us in handcuffs. And we were sitting there. They had that flashlights on. They brought like four police officers up. They all, they, we had to literally sit there for like an hour and then Johnny came walking up she was like hey who's that so we were all sitting there with our hands behind our back sitting there and we were just walking but and some people might say it's the wrong place at the wrong time but nah once you found out it wasn't us you didn't have to keep us there that long but they did I mean they didn't do nothing wrong to us but just the fact that once I found out it wasn't us so y'all didn't have to keep us there for that long like y'all could just let us go and, but I guess she, she stopped us because she said there was a robbery going on and we didn't know that but that just shows how sometimes it's being black or being who you are they automatically think, oh, they hear black person description. Well, all black people look alike. No, there's big black people, small black people, black people with dread. So I think that people need to get that. People need to get that perspective in the head that all black people act alike and not all black people look alike. Okay. So have your parents given you the talk, Lakoya, about being black in America or uh, since you were in the woods, you didn't have to worry about it? <laughs> <laughs> really give me the talk about being black in America because back then I mean as of now it's a little bit more than what it was when I grew up like you really didn't hear too much about 
black and white. I mean, there was there was times you heard about black and white, but it really wasn't as as big as it is now. You know, my parents always told me whenever the, the uh, police pull you over, you know, just keep calm, you know, do what they say, and then keep on going. Right. But other than that, I mean, I really haven't had much too trouble with the law. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, and well, and then there's another incident, and this, uh, just because I've had both sins as a spectrum. Well, you know about the incident with me and Days. I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but long story short, the cop, he gave me a choice. He was like, hey, I either can take you to jail or you go tell your mom what happened. You know, so instead of, and it was a white guy that told me that. So I do believe that not every police officer is bad. And I do believe that the bad ones give the good ones a bad rep. And that's what people are upset about because people know, like people that are like, I don't want the police and all that. That's not me. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pro-police, but I'm not saying I'm against the police totally because I've seen both ends of the spectrum. And I, like I said, I, there's been plenty of times. So, so would you say then that... Uh, so so do you feel like you've experienced racism in America? Then? Yeah, I just told you. I, I just told you the time that we were sitting there. Yeah, I just, I've, had, I've had both experiences. Like I said, I had that experience. Like I said, I'll never forget that because she literally rolled up on us and she literally shined the light and she was like, hey, there's a, that happened, what, maybe like 10 years ago now? Literally, mm-hmm. like, like, like 10 years ago, because we was walking. We said, you know, you know TC, that literally we're walking, and they literally rolled up on us, and they literally put us in handcuffs, and they literally told us to sit, sit down and wait. And there was nothing going on. Like, they were just, they were just, they were literally just, and then, like I said, more cops stepped on. And I told you, Johnny was walking, and she was like, hey, come over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I do believe that. But, like I said, I've also had situations where the cop is like, they're just, they're just being a good cop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, cops, like I said, I've experienced both. Because that situation didn't have to go down like that. Because mm. whoever the description was, once you saw it wasn't us, why, why are we still handcuffs for? Why are we still handcuffs for? Oh, yeah. Why are we still handcuffs for? Um, um, yeah. Why are we still handcuffs for? So... I've experienced it, you know, and I, and I think that sometimes people like there's been times me and me and Lacoya went to the bank, and it'd be a white teller there, and it should be like, oh, well, we can't do that. But then you go to the next teller, they do it. So I, you experience subtle ways of it, and then sometimes I think too, sometimes people take an event and they blow it up bigger than what it is. Sometimes people are just a holes. Like sometimes right. people are just like people don't realize there are just bad people in the world. They don't care who you are. There's just legit, just bad people mm. in the world. So, with that, how do you think your parents, do you think your parents prepared you for the world, or do you think that you didn't necessarily get all of, all of what you needed? Yeah, I, like I said, I think the biggest issue is, with everybody, I think people, you have to realize not everybody's good, not everybody's bad. And once you realize that, and that's the hard part of everybody's like trying to figure out who's on your side and who's not. You know, you guys have always told me that. You used to tell me that even rolling with black friends. Hey, people that you're rolling with may not necessarily be on your side. What, that's racism? Because, no, that that's just you telling me in general, hey, no matter who you meet, some people are just not going to be on your side. And it right. takes the person, that takes the person here to figure out, you have to be the judge of that. Right. You know, but I think the best judgment of all, everybody said that, is Alan. Kids, for whatever reason, they can kind of figure out, they can kind of figure out who... Who's who's a good person and who's not? So I think I think y'all prepared me for life, not necessarily racism, which I just prepared me for life. I mean, you have had plenty of conversations. Hey, your black friends, even though they're black, 
may not necessarily be the right people for you to be rolling with. How many friends do you think I have? Or how many friends do you think? Well, I didn't know the answer. Well, three real ones. I mean, you have associates, but three Williams and one of them passed. So, two. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And and why is that? Why do you think that? (laughs) What I just said. You have to figure out who's really on your side. But I'm, what I'm saying is though, what am I saying? You don't need a, you don't, don't yeah, you don't need because everybody's on your side. Yeah, yeah that's right. what I'm saying. You just figure out who's on your side, and once you find the people that are on your side, you got to keep them close. And that's the issue with a lot of people. People don't know if a cop, when a cop pulls you over, if he's really going to be for me or against me. And I think that's what causes a lot of issues. I think that both people have to meet in the middle and realize. I don't know each other so and I get that but that's what makes it hard like you know what I'm saying you can use that we don't know each other so why are you rolling up on me like that you know what I'm saying but at the same side I don't know you so I am so that like I said so I think it's bigger than racism so so, so now that y'all are a family how do you think you handle situations differently knowing that somebody else is uh, that you're responsible to another person because before you know when, when you're young and you you kind of only focusing on yourself. You're just thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about the other people. And, you know, you can go and come freely, do, do the things you want to do. How does that affect you now, LaCoya? Now, now that you're a mom and soon to be another, uh, soon to have another child as well. Um, I pay more attention to him and what he does and who he's around. I'm in the store, I gotta keep an eye out on him. If I'm in I'm at home, he can be he can roam around, you know, freely. But I still gotta keep an eye out on him. But it's just hard trying to raise a, a black son in this world right now. To let him know, you know, even though you walk on the street, yes, people might look at you crazy. But as long as as my parents say, as long as they don't touch you, right. we're fine. They say what they want, but until the hands go on you, that's it. Right. Okay. Okay. So, do do you think that you guys will have to talk with Alan? Or do you think that it will be necessary in this time? Or do you think that it will be a different kind of time with regards to the talk? We'll have a talk with him about racism. Because it, it, it's something that doesn't go away. It's something that's still going to be around probably... Forever, right. But also on the flip side of that, you, you're also gonna teach him that you can't go around every time you see a white person. Oh, it's just guns are blazing every time you see it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you the, get, or the, the cops. Yeah, or yeah. the cops. Like you, so, so it's just guns are blazing. Like so, we gotta you gotta teach him how to be in the middle. And as everybody says, the middle, everybody thinks you have to be extreme. Nah, sometimes the middle is the best place you can be. Mm. Sometimes the middle is that's the sweet spot. That's so, so did your did your parents tell you to to go around with you know fight the power or did they? Nah, y'all y'all kind of let me make that decision. If I wanted to be out there, y'all would support me. If I didn't go, y'all would support me either way. And once again, I think that, like I said, I grew up in a different environment in the sense that I didn't grow up just around white people. I didn't grow up around black people. You guys, I've met Latinos at. You used to live with Filipino people. I've met all different walks of life, and I think that gives me a better, broader spectrum than somebody that just grew up in the middle of Chicago and all they know is black people. Right. They have. I'm not saying they have disadvantage, but they're already their mind is already not clicked over to wait. There's other people outside of like my little. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that 
in a way. So I think I mean, I'm talking the way I'm talking. I know a lot of people are going to be like, why? Because I've seen different walks of life. You know, I've been exposed to a lot more stuff than what a lot of people have. And on top of that, me and her have been to 25 states. So we have seen a lot of different people. You know, we've seen, we've seen the black people on the street. We've seen white people on the street. We've seen black people that would do us good. But when we've you seen, say you on the street, what are you saying? Homeless? Yeah, homeless. Yeah. We, so we've seen like, we've just seen different different areas. I remember me and you used to go around, I think it was in Boston. All the homeless people weren't white. All the homeless people weren't black. So so having to talk is just letting him know that, hey, sometimes it's okay to be in the middle area and not every person is good and not every person is bad. Okay. Okay. So, LaCoya, um, what do you feel, what do you feel you and Philip are shooting for for the future of your family? Um, we're shooting to have, you know, success. You know, for the ten our business or in a household relationship just just do your best and what you can do okay so do do your best in what in 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 understanding in understanding what how how life works like I said knowing who is for you who's against you and You had a thought, huh? Yeah. It, it, it came and it left. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, how many how many siblings do you have, Nicole? I have two older sisters. Two older sisters. Yeah. Okay. Right. And Philip, how many? Uh, how how do you feel like you get along with your your sister? How do you feel like you get along with Rachel? Something's up. We're seven years apart. You know what I mean? Seven years apart. Like, our lives are just in two totally different... I still have my sister, but we're seven years apart. So, once you once you start talking over five years, it's really hard to relate to people. Because, right? But even yeah. though it's hard to relate, do you feel... So, do you feel like your sister is no, in your... No, I was like, yeah, we're still, we're still sister, but I'm just saying that that's... You still sisters? Okay. <laughs> that's still my sister. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's still my sister. Right, right. Well, she, she yeah, yeah, she's she, kind of my corner. Yeah, hello. I guess she's kind of my back. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like she, yeah, me and her still love each other, but I'm just saying in general, our relationship is just seven years apart. So, this, like I said, we're just in two totally different stages of life. Mm, okay, okay. What's cool about having her as your sister? The fact that she is seven years older than me, so she has literally seven years of experience that I. So, did you listen to that experience, or did you just now I do take it with a grain of salt? Now I do. Now I do. Now I do. Like the other day, you know, that he doesn't really like the loud noises, so we went and got him some headphones. So now I do. You know, and plus two, she's in the teaching field, so she has a whole different view. As they say, people that don't work with your kids, they don't have the. It's kind of like they don't. How can I put it? They're there for your kids, but at the end of the day. They're not right. She has two. She has yeah. two vested interests it's, in them. Yeah. First of all, she is that's her background. Yeah, teaching, and then she's his aunt. Yeah, right. But so. sometimes I think that she does the teaching side kicking, which is cool because I mean she's not telling this stuff. You know, some people be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna tell." No, sometimes she'll, she'll tell us that. So that's so yeah, it's cool. And then like I said, the biggest thing is she does have seven years of 
of experience on it. So that really makes it. So what made it click then for you to say, let me start listening to her a little bit more instead of trying to fight it all the time? I'll say my, well, in general, in general, I would say my life really took a turn for the better. Like everything kind of went on an upward trajectory after 2017. That was just a rough year. So after all that, what happened in 2018, I started making slowly but surely, I started listening to more. I'd say I'm still have a long way to go, but after that, and after me and her had a couple big disagreements, my life surely but surely started just turning around a different direction. Mm. Okay. Do you feel that way, LaCoy? Yeah, that's been going uphill. He's, he's, we, not to say he, but we both have, you know, taken some stuff and starting to go up with it. Okay. What do, what do you what do you what do you guys feel like you want to be your legacy with Alan or your children now that another one is coming? Speaking of which, do y'all have a preference? Do you want to be girl, boy? Don't care. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I want to be a boy, but I don't really care. We get what we get. I mean, yeah, I prefer we have a girl because right now it's only two boys and one girl. I need somebody else in my corner. <laughs> but I, I prefer, as long as the baby's healthy, I'm fine with whatever gender it is. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, you, well, like I was saying, though, LaCoya, what, what do you feel like you want? How do you feel you want your legacy to be through your children? That my, you know, that my parents worked hard. You know, they, they you know, got through life working hard and then you know they got to relax before they left right okay okay what about you Philip I want him to know that we that life is gonna be okay I just want him to know that life will be okay. So else, when you say life is going to be okay. Look, I'm just saying, like, the struggles and everything, if you work hard and you work towards it and you do what you're supposed to do, life will work itself out. Mm. And that it just, just just because something looks bad right now, that doesn't mean tomorrow or a year from now, Lord willing, if you make it that far, won't, won't almost do a complete 360. Hard work and effort. But, yeah. Where did you used to hear that a lot? The person I'm doing the podcast with, <laughs> whoever that is, <laughs> whoever that may be, right? <laughs> whoever that is, I don't know. <laughs> but if it was the I say, don't pay attention to the person behind the green curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny though, right? Because kids, you, you know, when, when when you're a parent talking to your child, that you telling them the, you know, you're giving them, hey, it's a pothole right here. No, man, I got this. I got this. I can do it. You know. Just like when somebody asks you about, what does it mean when the oil light is blinking? (laughs) (laughs) So what do you know about, uh, how do you see the differences? uh, Like, okay, so like LaCoya, how do you see the differences in your mother's family and your father's family? And the same question to you, Philip. So which one of y'all want to go first? The differences? Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's family grew up in the city, so they 
and then my dad's family grew up countryside. So that's a difference there. Right. Because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I was little, we had family from the city come down to the country. And they looked and was like, oh, what are those? And we're like, those are cows. <laughs> and we were kind of like, we just looked at them like, well, you know, we were laughing, but we kind of like, you know, that's a difference. As you know, they don't see cows in cities. Right. They're roaming around being free. But right. you ask anybody in the, on my dad's side that's in the country, what is that? That's a cow. Yeah. Or they know that's a cow, that's a pig, that's a horse. They can just, you know. Name them right off. Name them right off. Right. But, you know, in the city, they, you know. So what did you see then when you went back to the city that, 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 that kind of left you? Speechless. So, did you see that, or when you would go to the city, what would you see that kind of, kind of left you, you know, kind of starstruck, or not necessarily starstruck, but you know, it was different for you. The hustle and bustle. Like in the country, there's not much hustle and bustle. Right. But in the city, it's a, it's a lot. You got buses going every which way. You got one way streets that, if you don't know the city, you're gonna go up a one way street <laughs> and you have cars honking at you galore. Right. So that, Something's not right here. <laughs> yeah, because we've had those incidents and it wasn't pretty. Right, right. So trying to figure out how to get maneuver around the city is a lot harder than trying to figure out a country. Okay. All right, Philip. What about you? Well, it wasn't really much of a difference. I mean, it was a difference, but I think it's different because one we grew up closer to one family than we did right. the other family. Not that that's good or bad, but that's right. just the way but it But you made out. it up to Cleveland a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, and they're just, they're rough around the edges. <laughs> that's the simplest <laughs> way of putting it. Which is good, you know, because like I said, it exposed you to different stuff. Now we're not shallow. Now when somebody's ever rough to you, you know what's up. You know, or you know when somebody's being in that manner. So I wouldn't change nothing for the world. So do you, do, do, you, do, you, do you not feel love when you go up there? No, I do. That's why I said I wouldn't change if anything. I'm actually happy, you know. I'm actually teaching, you know. Yeah, I got a lot of brothers and sisters, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what do you like about going up to Cleveland? Or, or, or matter of fact, you and Lacoy made it to Cleveland together one time, right? Yeah, that was uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years. I think I might have been eighteen, something like that. But yeah, we made it up there, and um, it was just you know, Mr. Pose boys and sandwiches and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't really spend a whole lot of time. Your grandfather, unfortunately, had already passed. But you didn't really. What do you remember about your grandmother? Do you remember a lot about your granny, or not so much? She fought. She was a good and bad, but she was a fighter. You know, she had, she had a fighting spirit. Good and bad. Yeah. You remember Rachel's graduation? Yeah. And what happened uh, with uh, with your cousin? That wasn't a good look. <laughs> Remember what happened with Aunt Josephine? And you were told, <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> and what happened? What well, wasn't a good look? <laughs> it wasn't a good look. <laughs> but you had been warned, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But you decided to take that leap anyway, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so as we come to the conclusion of this, what do you feel like you want people to know? What do you feel like, uh, what is your message to America in saying, you know, being a young black man growing up in America so, now? Well, for me, first thing I think 
everybody needs to take care of themselves. Because if we, you got to think, if we're already losing a battle on two fronts, they say that black people are, I think black people have to take ownership in their own selves. Like, we have to be healthier. We have to, you know, as people say, we as a group have to just help each other out. You know, encourage people to ride bikes. I think that people, even though it might be hard being a father or whatever, I think that people need just to stay around more. I think that people just need to realize it's not the end of the world for black people. It's not. We fight and we make it work. We can accomplish and I'm not going to say we can eradicate it because we're going to need help from white people. But if we take care of ourselves, that would help us out of Not just white people because yeah. it's all kind of people. Yeah. It's all kind of people. Yeah. So not just necessarily uh, white people, but you, 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 but your parents didn't your yeah. parents didn't tell you to go around and hate white people, yeah. right? You you yeah. weren't told to, you know, get up and, you know, we're going to riot today, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I just think that we just need to take care of ourselves. That's okay, all. okay. And for you, LaCoya, what would you say? Uh, we need to get more educated. You know, learn about more of our race, where we come from. You know, we, we also got to know how to stick to our guns. When we're right, we're, you know, we're right. Don't let nobody turn you left. Don't let nobody turn you right. Keep, you know, if you feel and like that's whether your your like, parents or don't your parents what? tell you, your cousins, family, your coworkers, your boss. If you know you're right, be right. So is that saying that you're listening to your your intuition or something, or are you saying you're listening to your heart or your mind? What are you saying? What yeah, is yeah, what is right? Yeah, listen to everything. Because if you you know, your heart always tells you what's right, and your mind will tell you. You got your own conscience, so you know what you're doing is either so, right or wrong. So is your heart telling you you was right to get with Philly? <laughs> <laughs> you still here? <laughs> still here, still here. There's been times where it's been like, uh, yeah, what, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> sure, this is where we're supposed to be, but I mean, you gotta you gotta keep pushing. Right. Like okay. Said, you still gotta stick to your guns. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Um, I'm glad you guys were able to make it up here, take the time to do this. And, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate it. Hopefully, maybe when Alan gets a little bit older, we may be able to have a conversation with him. And I know right now, if we had a conversation with him, it'd be the baby bus. So. Yeah, and Batman. Batman, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what a three-year-old, that's where his mind is supposed to be. So thank you guys for coming. Really appreciate it. You're